All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dan Lear, your host, and welcome to the Business of Love. All right. And then I'm fired up today, and you're about to meet my co-host in business and in life, Jennifer Lear. Hi. Jennifer. How are you? I'm on fire. Yeah, tell me what's going on with you. Oh, well, geez, it's a beautiful day. Yeah. It's a Monday. It's sunny out. It's fall in Vegas. It's beautiful. I'm yeah. excited. My business is growing. Excellent. So all is good. All is good. Awesome. We are just so excited about We launched our... Um, uh, a, an opportunity for small business owners to to train their people. So the biggest challenge mm -hmm. for a lot of small business owners is not having uh, the the you know the the budget to bring in a some kind of a trainer to train their salespeople like me. It's too expensive. So we put together our small business training package. It's an online solution mm -hmm. where they have access to my Fortune 500 training plus webinars on the weekend and companies are just loving it so we're excited about that That's it makes awesome. me feel great to be able to help small businesses out so excellent i'm excellent. excited about that what about you what's happening well good um just moving forward having a busy season a lot of great stuff going on and um i'm loving this and i love that we're also putting together some weekends for couples with um uh, the business of love podcast and our vegas couples weekend and um i'm excited about what we're doing and how we're helping people so yeah yeah, yeah people love it yeah, That's absolutely. for sure People Absolutely. love it. It's great to, it's great to feel like you're actually helping people when they yeah. leave. They feel like. Um they're closer to where they want to be and have yeah. a closer bond. Yeah, absolutely. Well, people ask all the time, you know, like, how do you guys do it? Yeah. How do you, how have you gotten through the challenges you've gotten through? How are you both um, still so supportive and still so in love and more in love than ever? And, you know, how do you, and also on the personal level, like, okay, how do you, how do you, um, uh, how do you attain the things that you're attaining, you know, on a, on a daily basis? And so it's really fun to be able to talk about that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So Jennifer's talking about our Vegas weekend getaway and we have 10 yes. couples come in and they go through a two day process with us to level up their relationship skills, whether it's communication, love languages, uh, finding goals and really implementing skills to help them find that intimacy that uh, and the communications that we have. So mm -hmm. uh, we do one a month and people are coming in from all over the country. So you can go to Vegas. Uh, it's called businessoflove.vegas, thebusinessoflove.vegas. That's our website, and you can take a look at our weekend there. So yep. well, let's get rocking, baby. Let's do it. So today we're going to talk about, uh, we have another episode here about some relationship myths. Yes. So we had uh, we talked about three previously. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about three more today. Awesome. Uh, because, you know, people grow up with these myths about relationship, and we yep. feel like we don't we don't agree with some of these, and we're going to. We're going to debunk yep. some of these myths. Yeah, we buck the system just a little bit. So, yes, we like to bunk, debunk these myths. All right. So, first one today uh, is closure is essential. And you've heard that before. Hey, let's get closure on the situation. Yep. Closure is essential. And uh, this is female named um, Erica McCurdy. She's a certified master coach. And, and it's her belief that closure is overused and rarely gives other either side the answers and mental rest that the client imagines imagines that it will. Mm -hmm. We often want closure when we have failed to address the situation at the time it took place. Because we have allowed time to pass, we have stewed, anguished, and agonized mm -hmm. over unimportant issues until they've grown into something much bigger than they ever need to be. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on closure? So again, um, I agree with Erica where I don't, I don't think that you have to um, address every single thing that happens in a relationship. Sometimes things just are, you know, just things are, they, they just happen as they do. Um, what I do think is that we should be aware of, you know, 
what happened in the situation and say, okay, note to self, next time this happens, this is what I'm going to say. Or next time this happens, this is what I, how I want to address the situation. Like she says, oftentimes you want closure because you don't address it in the moment or you don't say everything that you would like to say in that moment. Maybe you don't do it because of fear of saying things that are wrong, you know, or hurting your partner or whatever. But then you, you know, to go back and then open it up and rehash it is a lot of work. Um, so really sometimes things, sometimes things are one-offs. So you can just go, okay, note to self, but consciously, consciously, right. note to self, um, next time this happens, okay, this is why, this is why, this, this is why this hurt me, or this is what I felt about it. Um, next time this happens, don't bring up the previous time, but just bring up, you know, the, to the time it happens. I hate to say this, almost like a puppy dog, almost like when, you know, when, a, uh, when you're training a puppy dog to be housebroken, yes. right? You have to, um, show them right in that moment that they did it or else they have no idea why you're showing it to them. Right. Um, so it's really more impactful when you can get good at communicating in the moment. And so I think that you know, oftentimes as we talked before, people try to be nice or be forgiving or you're trying to, you know, you love your partner. You don't want to say something at the time. You don't want to hurt their feelings. But when there's something, things that happened, then there's certain things that happen. You need to address it right away so that it doesn't keep happening, right. you know, but you need to be able to be prepared of, you know, what you can do. So I'm not a fan of closure um, mm -hmm. in certain things. I mean, you can look at that with, oh, this relationship went south. And so I need to get closure on that relationship. No, you don't. No, you don't. Just, you know, it went wrong. It is what it is. You know, you both went your separate ways. It's really healthier to allow it to go. Yeah, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. So I was going to ask, because it's kind of subjective, yeah, right? I is. mean, you know, hey, everybody's got a different vibe for that. So we have a, a, a friend, client, who uh, lives in um, Northern California, mm -hmm. and he had a relationship that went south. Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like he was looking for closure when he was talking about Completely. Right? He's constantly, but he was constantly looking for closure. He'd reach out to her, and then try to get closure and she he just would... want to make himself feel better exactly. because he didn't take care of it when it was happening exactly. right so it was exactly. all jacked up now he wants yeah. to come out come out and get closure to yep. make himself and i'll tell feel you better. what and i'll tell you what i think that the key mm -hmm. with closure is um if you can oftentimes people want closure because they want the other person to say it's okay. I'll love you forever, or it's okay, or I'm sorry, and this, so that you feel better, right? In right. that moment. However, let me give you a let me give you a tool. Um, if you want closure on something, first find out what your responsibility is in something, and look at yourself, because the only person that can really um, the the power if you're giving it to if you're giving the power to somebody else to make you feel better, you'll never have the power to change anything or change how you feel, change your emotions, your thoughts, your psychology. So if you look at yourself and go, okay. Where could I have been better, different, whatever, and this? It gives you the power to go, okay, great, next time that's not going to happen. And then you can go, thank you, and bless whatever situation that was and, and give it the appreciation of what it is, which was an experience for you to see maybe how you could be different, maybe how you do it differently next time. Let it go. Like, like, I mean, the, the past is the past. I don't care if it's, you know, and I've done that with, with us, you know, sometimes like I'll, you know, something will happen. I'm like, oh, that'll just strike me wrong. And I'm not going to go back and address it. It's just something you go, okay, okay, I need to, okay, I need to be clear on this. Or I need to, um, I see where my, you know, where my part in this was. And so, okay. Or note to self, next time this happens, I'm going to say something. Yeah. And I'm going to say it though with clarity, with no emotion. 
So that because when I can give myself power claim, next time I'm going to say something, I can say it without having emotion or a blow up or something. Right. And, um, you know, but really is if you can look at yourself and say, where's my responsibility in this? Where's my part in this? It gives you power over over that. And then you don't have to go to somebody else for closure. Yeah. And I think if you actually, people actually did that, mm-hmm. they would never have to go get closure because you can always take responsibility yeah. for some of it. You right? give yourself the closure. Right. So let's, let's take this into business, yeah. right? Let's say that I was an account rep. And I was maybe an insurance agent and I had these accounts like that I call on every year. Mm-hmm. Every year the account renews. It's a business account. Like mm-hmm. it's maybe it's an auto dealership or a heating and air facility. And I have the property and liability insurance on mm-hmm. it. And that comes up every year. And so what happens is every year it's called an expiration date. And then new insurance agents come in there and bid on it because they that's their chance to get in. Mm. So people always put up their are you putting up your insurance for bid this year? Hmm. So yeah, when's your X date? They call it X date. Oh, okay. it's on the 10th of September. Great. So, and they meet with them and they figure it out. And so sometimes, let's say that I was, uh, I had an account and my account left. They went with someone else. Yeah. Right. So I can get pissed off and mm-hmm. I can go talk to them afterwards and look for closure and cause myself to have all this crap. Or I can look at myself and say, like you said. Let me take responsibility first mm-hmm. and see what my part in was it was in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? My follow-up was a little bit lax. You mm-hmm. know, I really didn't deliver that extra value that I told him I was going to deliver. Mm-hmm. So if you look at yourself first, there's oftentimes you don't need closure because right. if you take a look at what your responsibility yes. was, that is the closure. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Exactly. So we don't like that myth. No, we don't. <laughs> myth debunked. Okay, awesome. Awesome. So... <clears throat> Are you are you satisfied with that one? I have closure on it. Yeah, Chloe, very very clever. Because, <laughs> because closure. like in relationships, the emotions are are wound up tight, and, yeah. and we typically feel like we want closure. Yeah. It's oftentimes because we don't get what we want, and yeah. then we just kind of keep wanting. Well, it's it, just, so. I've I've seen, and I'm, let me go one more. <laughs> I'm gonna open unopen the closure. Um, <laughs> I I have I know somebody who is frustrated with their husband a lot, right? And there's constant bickering or constant just bickering just little little things and whether it's on verbal or it's over text or whatever um i believe it's because the same repetitive things happen all the time and so there's no there's no um looking at that and going okay great what's my responsibility how can i help this in the future and then how can i take action so it's a lack of power it's a it's a a feeling of lack of power in those situations and so when you can really look at those things take action um and 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 give yourself power to be able to change that I think it changes how you feel, but yep. I see people go on this hamster wheel of constant frustration or emotion and, you know, blowing yeah. up on text messages, whatever, how people do it. I don't think, first of all, you should never have a, a an emotional conversation over text message ever. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. We yeah. should do that. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, text messages are only for flirting and telling people when you're arriving. <laughs> I mean, really, basically, yeah. it should only, only, only. Yeah, no discussions. <laughs> yes. No discussions. Discussions are in person. So, um, but anyway, um, yeah, so that's what I think. All right, you want to take number two? Yeah. Uh, oh, we're only on number two. Okay. Yes. So marriage or bust. Okay. So um, this one was really personal for me because, as you know, I didn't get married until I was forty, right? So what's the myth? What's okay. The myth? Oh, sorry. This is marriage or bust. Okay. I just want to make sure everybody oh, heard yeah. that. That's all. Marriage oh, okay. or bust, right? Yeah. It's, it's I got to get married. Yeah. It's the pressure of social norms that yeah. you must get married. Um, so if you're single, like when are you gonna get married? Or if you're dating someone for years, when are you guys gonna get married? You really should get married. You know why you're not getting married? Well, you know, in today's world, I, I think this is. Kind kind of un, un, 
you know, debunking itself because today's world's different. Today's world is so unique and so individualistic. Right. And all our millennials aren't getting married as soon. And, you know, there's lots of stuff going on where people are living together for years. And it's it's becoming somewhat of a norm. Um, but, you know, people literally, like my mother thought that I was going to be the crazy Aunt Jenny with lots of cats, which I'm not a cat person. <laughs> um, but even still, if I was, who cares? You know, if I didn't want to get married, I didn't want to get married. I did not meet the man that I wanted to spend day in and day out with for the rest of my life until I met you. And I was not going to settle. And so I think it does push people into settling. I think it pushes Without people. Question. Right? So why would you do that? And why would you let somebody do that for you? So I, I took an unorthodox um, way for my for my career. I took an unorthodox way for my relationships. And you know what? It doesn't matter to anybody but me. You know, and that's how people should really, you know, it's nobody's business but mine what I do with my life um, and how I live it. And so I just want to debunk that right way, right away and say, whatever you're doing is perfect for you. And you know what? Sometimes we have to go on a long journey of being single before we find the person that we're meant to, to, to be with. Right. Or I have girlfriends who are uh, late 40s, early 50s that are still single and they have monstrous careers. They do great work, you know, and they right. have things that fill their life and they have friends and, you know, they have a great, they have a great way about them. Who cares if they're married or not? And why does it look, why do you, why does society look down on them because they're not married? Like, right. you know, you obviously can't do whatever. Uh, they just had 30 years of a career and a, and a, and a, a company that they've built. You know, I think that shows a lot of commitment and a lot of integrity. So the fact that they're single shouldn't matter, you know, who they are. And so, yeah, do I find myself getting a little heated on this? Yeah. yeah 100% because I was, you know, I, I've seen people, well, what, he's 50, why well, hasn't he been married yet? You know, like, you know, what's wrong with you or her? And there's yeah. all those things, right? Um, you know what? It's just really about doing what's right for you and yeah. not listening to anybody else. So that's my take on it. Yeah, well, it's true. Just the social norms. You know, uh, our, our our son Daniel has mm-hmm. been dating the same girl for two or three years, maybe maybe almost longer, five, honey. Almost five. <laughs> and so yeah. you know, they've been living with each other yeah. as the last couple of years through college. And so yeah. of course, people ask him, yeah. you know, hey, you know, yeah. what what uh, yeah. do I hear wedding bells? And yeah. you know, they're so far away from that. Yeah, because they're focused on themselves and they're happy. And and what's great is we don't give them any pressure. No, we don't because that's irrelevant. What yeah. what I want. And what we want are our well-adjusted yes. kids who are happy. Yes. And so whether it's the institution of marriage or 100%. it's or it's just figuring it out is, is totally fine. Yep. So let me switch this to the business situation, right? So we're just talking about, like Jennifer says, what's right for you? I mean, if you want to be married, that's great. But if you don't want to be married, fantastic. Because listen to this. If you're an entrepreneur or someone who is entrepreneurial or creative, uh, and someone puts you in a, in a job where you're working nine to five in a cubicle, you're going to go nuts, right. right? So you would never do that in your business life. You would never go work in an environment that's going to drive you crazy. So why would you do it in life? So, right? So if, if yeah. you're someone who wants to get married and believes in the institution of marriage, that's fantastic. Right. You know, I believe in it. But at the same time, it wasn't. But my, you didn't. It's, it's my identity. But you also didn't when you first met me. You didn't want to get married. Well, yeah, because I had this unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. It was not. There was yeah. no value for me at right. that time. You would you have know. been fine just dating. Totally. Yeah. But I had already done it. Yeah. But I guess the point is, is like, you know, my business analogy is yeah. people are some people are wired yes. to work nine to five. Yes. Some people are wired to work 
80 hours a week with no rules. I mean, right. Uh, and to some an people don't really yeah. like to work at all. So, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, yeah. I'm not able to tell somebody what's right for them. Right. So why do, why are we, you know, throwing people into these social norms exactly. about, hey, it's time to get married. Yeah. When I was entertaining, when I was performing, I mean, my, my family were, especially my parents, they would just, you know, she was always wondering when I was going to get a real job. And I'm like, I have one. <laughs> you know, this was my job and this is what I was happy at. This is what got me up in the morning, yeah. you know find something that gets you up in the morning and you know if you're always living for you you're always going to find happiness you know in your day so anyway yeah. well that's awesome so yeah. we're dispelling that uh, marriage yeah. or bust yes. myth by yes. jennifer jennifer lear yes thank you and three is the the third relationship myth is trust your friends and family for advice oh my gosh that's one of my favorites <laughs> uh yeah so so um we were doing some research and this licensed uh, medical health counselor, his name is Daryl Coifey, he said that he often finds that his couples have, have warped senses of healthy behaviors in their relationships. <laughs> some of the worst advice comes from friends and family members because they themselves have unhealthy relationship yes. patterns. I mean, I don't yeah. think we need an expert to tell us that. Yeah, 100%. But that's so true. I mean, you got to look, yeah. you know, in business, right? In business, we say... Yeah. Uh, if that person's not more successful in you than business, then you shouldn't be listening to them. Right. If a broke person is teaching you how to run your business, you probably shouldn't be listening right. to them. You're never going to listen to how to start a business by someone who's failed. Yeah. yeah. So same thing in relationships, yeah. right? Yeah. You shouldn't be getting a relationship advice from your female counterpart who's yeah. a mess. Well, yeah, like don't talk to your single girlfriends um, about your husband. Like, right. You know what I mean? No. Because she'll go, don't look, just come out with me and have us have a good time and. Screw him, you know, whatever. He's holding you down. Yeah, baby. He's right. holding you down. Right. But it's, you know, that's a big thing. I mean, I think that's something to really take into account. Like, you know, follow your own intuition, what's right for you. And, um, you know, even still. So I love the fact that you said, you know, you're not going to ask business advice from somebody who's not as successful as you or you're gonna always going to go to somebody who is been successful, who has done it in that field or whatever. Um, but, you know, it's interesting about relationships because that's different too. Like, um, when, when it's somebody you trust that you know is wise, that you know is wise, yes. um, that's the person that you should go to, not multiple people. Right. Um, also like, right. Not talking to anybody else about your relationships because what happens, I forgive you, but then, um, my girlfriend or my mom or whoever, um, doesn't realize that I forgive you and they don't know how to forgive you because they didn't have makeup sex with you, you know? So there's <laughs> right. So there's, you know, the lack of forgiveness. You don't want to do that. And people get into trouble when they talk about their husband or their spouse, their wife or their yeah, husband. That's- yeah. to other people so first of all don't do that have a trusted person that you can talk to and really be um real with and authentic and vulnerable with um that you know has wisdom um but still if you see like there are people that i know who are successful in their relationships and they've been married for 40 50 years but i wouldn't live my relationship like they lived their relationship does that make sense well it does make sense so it's really about going hmm um reading books is important you know a therapist is important that's that's been well recommended um you know to kind of give you to give you um to give you an awareness to give you um just some things to think about but not somebody never talk to somebody who's um He's saying you should do this, like a therapist. Um, okay, what I think you should do is this. Um, a good therapist always allows you to come up with what you should do because right. they allow you to come to the solution. So that's something to talk to to, to mm-hmm. keep in 
to keep in mind as well because yep. it's really something about you and what you feel is right and where you want to go with something and for you to uncover what's best yeah right yeah absolutely well yeah. said what well said and awesome. i think that you know trusting your family and friends uh, just just i just don't like it yeah, any nah, of it stay and, away from and me. I, so i say two things number one what about what i've always respected with you is that you actually go outside and do look for help oh yeah so when we were maybe having some initial uh, rough spots in our relationship early. Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't go out and kibitz with your girlfriends. Mm -mm. You went to a therapist. Yes. And so that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. That was really amazing. And then you asked me to come with you. Mm -hmm. So uh, that to me is, you know, the way to go. Right. Yeah. And so, okay, well, I don't have the money for a therapist or, you know, whatever. Okay, then great. Find somebody who you admire their relationship. Yeah. So it's different because a lot of people want to tell you about what to do who have bad relationships. Right. But what you said was find someone who you admire mm -hmm. their relationship, someone you look at and say, man, I would like to have a relationship like them. Mm -hmm. You can ask them questions about their relationship mm -hmm. and then see what they have to say. Yeah, definitely. It's just like family and friends, man. It's just yeah. family, no way. Yeah, no, no. And this is don't complain. Like, go. I mean, truly, I, I have to say my therapist has been so valuable to me because there are things that I would love to go and complain about, but I get to go complain to my therapist and I don't have to complain to my husband, you know, like, or I don't have to really, I could, I don't have to bog you down with stuff. I could just go get it out with my therapist or do whatever I needed to do or deal with the kids, you know, because you know, we had a blended family and, you know, have frustrations or sadness or whatever. And I could balance myself and then go back into the fight. You know, I can go back into the relationship, go back in the day to day of working things out. And that, that was very valuable for me. Um, but always like books, a uh, great therapist, you know, something of that nature, but yeah, not just friends and family. Be careful with whom you trust your mm. And that's a hard one, too, because I can only speak from my situation. Like, you know, uh, I'm not even going to say who, but I have family members who want to help other family members. Mm. But the family member I'm thinking about right now has never had a successful relationship in her life. Mm -hmm. um, but she wants to tell other people how to make sure they set up their relationships. <laughs> right. And it's difficult because that's part of your family. So you have to hear that information, right. but actually separate yourself from that information because, I mean, you really have to look at the source mm -hmm. because their, their intent is good, yes. but their, their uh, skill set is poor. Mm -hmm. Decision-making is poor. So, yeah. you know, you just have to look at what's going on right now in their life. And just because they're not in a relationship doesn't mean they don't know about a relationship. Right. It just means, are they happy? Right. You know, so, yep. so uh, those are the three for today. So let's do a quick summary, baby. So the first summary, the first myth today was that mm -hmm. closure is essential mm -hmm. right and so it's not essential sometimes you just need to assess the situation and just kind of let it go you kind of said drop it off at the curb right oh no that actually that was the that was the therapist that was talking like leave it at the curb yeah mm -hmm. drop it off the curb and move on gotcha love that gotcha second one was marriage or bust right and so uh, total myth. It's not about that. I mean, that's old school stuff. So marriage is great if that's something you're happy about, but you can also be happy without marriage. So it's not about that. And number three, trust your family and, fr and friends for relationship advice. And that is a myth that we can toss right out the window right now. Uh, because I will also think that oftentimes you really know what's right inside of your heart. Yes. So if you kind of kind of go by your intuition, because mm -hmm. your heart, your stomach, whatever you want to say, your gut doesn't lie. Yeah. 
And then take that information to someone you trust and someone you admire yes. and share with them what you think. Yep. Well, and I, I love that you went there because it's a great transition for the conclusion of um, this little two-part series is cultivate a healthy intuition, ah. you know, right? So what you just said was exactly it. Um, you, you tr- when you can get quiet, you truly always know in your heart what's real and what's right. And um, you can, like you said, then you can, um, if you do need to get some some um, advice from a trusted recommended source or you know a valued source that you can go to and say this is what I've got going on here and this is what I'd like to do sometimes you just need support to make a decision to do something but um, cultivate that intuition because you truly do know in your heart um, what you want and and oftentimes we're clouded by what we think we should do or societal norms or how it'll look on Facebook or you know whatever you know like how we want to when we want to make a decision or we want to make a move or we want to do something you know go with your gut if society says you should do this check in with yourself and see does that feel right to me does that follow with my values does that do you know what what works for me every time I've done that I've never gone wrong every time I do something that I think I should do because I'm supposed to I always get in trouble so develop that healthy intuition there you have it so awesome job awesome job baby thank Thank you very much so ladies and gentlemen that's it for another another episode of the business of love make sure you go to our website and check out all the happenings businessoflove.vegas and you can also go to our Facebook page called The Business of Love and check out some things behind the scenes. So anyway, Jennifer, great job today. Thank you so much. And you as well. It was really fun. And we are out of here from The Business of Love. See ya. (laughs) 